Are you ready to run your short-term rental business like a super host? If so, look no further than Guesty for Hosts. Guesty for Hosts offers listing management for all three major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. With Guesty for Hosts, you can create a branded direct booking website in minutes. I've been able to hit 61% direct bookings in my business and automate daily tasks such as communication with cleaners and communication with guests. Click the link in the show notes to get an additional $20 off your first month. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. I feel like a TikToker or what are they, yeah, where they're the girls pointing at things and the words start (laughs) popping up. If you're looking at the video, Got the live, got the let, got the thrive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Micah man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? <sighs> good, good. Episode 204 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO real estate, short-term, long-term, mid-term rental podcast in the world. And we're coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. What it do, what it do, man. It, this is going to be a good episode, man. Matter of fact, we, we're going to call this one the Steve, Steve, Steve's Bold Prediction episode. <laughs> so let, let's dive into it, Steve. What's your bold prediction? Well, first of all, this is, a, this is an S&M episode, you know, not in that it way, is. but it's Steve, oh. <laughs> Mike, uh, Stevie's text. Yeah, you're like, what are we getting into, man? <laughs> S&M. <laughs> If we want, hey, you want it clicks? You want it viewers? Right? We gotta, we gotta do something, man. Oh, first, real quick, tell them about our, uh, a new network we joined up with, man. A power network we joined up with. Oh yeah, we are officially a part of the Hospitality FM network with our brother Will Slickers, my brother from the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, uh, we are officially a part of that. That is why no episode was released, what, two weeks? I don't know when this was going to come out, probably in two weeks. But yeah, there was an episode released on the 13th. So we're booting it back up on next Wednesday. And uh, yeah, we are officially a part of that hospitality network. We're upgrading, man. We're getting the sounds right. We're getting the mixes right. We're getting the knowledge right. We always had the knowledge, but but we're getting it all nice and pretty and, and making a better product for you guys with the help of Mr. Will Slickers. Yes, sir. Networks that we're happy to be a part of with, you know, go check them out. We got other great podcasts on there and we're looking forward to, man, we're uh, really, really diving uh, into the future of this um, incredible market that's coming as far as short-term rentals, because it, it is changing. It is changing every single day, man. And, and, it's, <laughs> and that's what we're gonna, the big thing we're going we're gonna to talk about today. And we, we've been going back and forth, and I, and I, and I texted you, and, I, and I'll bring up the text. Man. Yeah, I want you to read the exact wording of that text and break that, and then break down what you're saying, and then I'm going to throw my two cents in. Steve made a very – a prediction that I, I think is – holds a lot of weight in the industry. And I, in that prediction that he made, I think people should be on the lookout for it. And I'm going to give my take on it as well. Go ahead. Steve. All right. This is what I texted you guys at the LLT mentorship little thing. We got a little WhatsApp group with Federico and, and downtown Mike Brown. I said, I said, I'm calling it with the current rent prices, costs of goods, wait times on shipping, looming recession, the arbitrage model will not be profitable for most people who try it. I will guess that 90% of folks that try it 
will lose money or barely make any money, plus spend hours of their precious time on something that barely make, that barely pays out. Better to spend those hours making $25 an hour at Hobby Lobby, saving up on a down payment and buying something to Airbnb or STR. The shortcuts are over. Arbitrage is dead, mic drop. That's a bold <laughs> prediction, man. That's a bold <laughs> prediction. Go into your uh, I will, breakdown. My breakdown. I'll show you my breakdown. But I, I mean, I won't say arbitrage is dead. Because there's like a, a million more people that are going to start trying it, right? So it's going to stay alive. It's going to stay alive because just because for the fact people are going to keep trying it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the attrition rate is going to be because people are going to sign one year leases at least to do an arbitrage, right? At least a one year lease. Hopefully they're doing they're being smart and trying and signing two le- two year leases at least, you know, to, to recoup some of that money they spent on all that furniture that's going to turn pretty worthless in, in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> It's going to have all kinds of Airbnb DNA stains all over. Anyways, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I did a breakdown and I'm just saying it's, it's like I said, it, I'm saying it's dead. I, I just, I mean, that was my, my morning uh, text to you guys, but it um, might, it's going to, it's a lot of people, a lot more people were asking me at work, you know, people I didn't even know what Airbnb was like a year or two ago mm-hmm. are asking me about this arbitrage thing. And so and you remember, you know, that old saying when when your taxi cab driver, which is now your Uber driver, right, uh, starts starts giving you uh, stock advice. It's time to sell. You know, <laughs> you heard that thing, right? That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. Everybody's a genius in, in a market that's going up, up, up. But um, there'll be a reckoning. There's always a reckoning. Right. So that's 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 my main thing. Within, and, and I pointed it out, you know, with the cost. Of, I mean, prices are going. I mean, what they, the official reported. um inflation rate was close to 9%. It's the official reported. And you know, the government ain't going to report that, hey, it's actually like 15, 16, 17%. You know, they're going to say it's 9%. You know, people don't want to, they don't want people jumping out of buildings, but everything's going up, man. And we can't get crap anymore. You know, I mean, people, I hear people all the time saying, yeah, man, I ordered this, I ordered that, and it's taking months to get here. So hey, that's, that's hold time too. I got a Lux property. I've been working on for three months. So I I feel it. Go ahead. (laughs) You see, even people try Yeah. Even people trying to fix up houses and saying these flippers, okay, well then the market's doing this. Let's just flip. Okay. Well, they're going to be waiting on, on lumber. You're going to be waiting on supplies and this and that and workers because, you know, they're stretched thin. So it's going to, something that a flip that would have taken you a few months, you know, a couple of years ago is going to take you six months or a year to finish that flip. I don't know. And on top of all that, uh, good old Uncle Sam's uh, doubled the interest rate since last time we did a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're talking, it's getting close to 6% now. So mm-hmm. that being said, all those factors and the and and the fact that rents are going like crazy so you're gonna go arbitrage some we're still locked in leases that we're paying like you know i'm still locked in leases that i was paying 1100 1200 you know 1300 mm-hmm. for those days are gone man and, and so those leases are now at least 1500 if you're gonna find something decent probably closer to the 1800 to 2000 range man that's what i've been seeing because i'm looking all the time for arbitrages right and yeah. I've been for my clients because that's what they want. They're hungry for arbitrages. So if you want me to get to my breakdown, I could do a little breakdown, right? And um, I, I, I sharpened it up a little because yeah, it started it started, it started a shit storm on our little text group. But um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> arbitrage Dallas. I'm just bringing up Dallas because that's the market we're most familiar with. So 
rent i would say if you're going to look for a nice place in a nice location right now especially spring's coming so the rents are even higher because of that you're looking at 1800 to 2000 a month for a decent one bedroom one bath place right Woo! Uh, now i'm saying decent you can get you some ghetto places you still get you some ghetto places for like around 1500 or so but if you really want to do this the correct way, I guess, or a good way. There's money in the hood, but still, you know what I'm saying. 1800 to 2000 a month, I'm seeing it for one-bedroom houses, right? One-bedroom apartments. What neighborhood? <sighs> um, You know, downtown area, okay. downtown Dallas. Um, yeah. Okay, go ahead. The, the neighborhood a little bit. Anyways, <laughs> so on top of that, so you're going to have, here's some other, here's a breakdown. You're going to pay around 70 bucks for internet, you know, 60, 70 bucks, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. taxes and fees. Let's just say 70 because they will jack it up to you after a few months anyways. Electric. Now, electric, I'm saying uh, I was telling you anywhere between 100 and 200 because our summers are really hot and then our winters get really cold. And so, right, you know, in the springtime, they're low. But uh, let's just say 120. I just say that ah, 120 okay. average over the whole year. Fair. And they don't insulate those apartments very well. A lot of them. Uh, water and trash, about 50 bucks a month. Uh, ring doorbell is going to cost you 200 bucks plus $3 uh, a month in service, whatever. Proper insurance, around 100 bucks. Is that is that accurate? 100 bucks, depending on what you want. Yeah, depending yeah. on what you want. So if you get in a nice place with nice, nice shit inside, you're going to want to cover it, right? Anyways, whatever. Let's just say 100. Uh, I get to the furnishings. PMS systems. Okay, how does how does 20 bucks a month sound? Is I knocked it and I knocked it way down for you. If it's going to be one unit, what do you think? 20 bucks a month for a decent PM pro- uh, property management software? I use Guesty for hosts for seven bucks a month. Oh, seven bucks a month, just for one unit. Okay. Yeah, one per unit. Per so unit. 84 okay. for the whole year. So 84 oh. divided by 12. You're looking about, about what, seven bucks a month? Yeah, you just said it and then reversed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, seven, yeah, bucks no, no. yeah seven bucks and then, okay, cool, cool. So that's what, yeah, I'm doing the monthlies right now. So seven bucks a month for the PMS systems. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing, okay, you, you brought, okay, noise aware, 99 bucks for the noise aware plus 99 bucks for the year. So what's that? Yeah, uh, wait, you, you, how much is noise aware? That's what I saw on the web. It's 99 bucks to buy the noise aware thing, you know? Okay. And, okay. Then, it's, and then for the whole year subscription, it's 99 bucks. So 99 divided by, uh, 12 whatever eight bucks a month i don't know yeah my minute Somewhere cost around. me 15 bucks a month 14.99 go ahead 15 okay so there you go anyways and so we're looking at with monthly costs i didn't bring up cleaning fees yet so cleaning fees i put conservatively i put you know anywhere from 300 bucks a month to 600 bucks a month right cleaning fees are we doing what 70 how many turnovers you in a month so 300 turn okay seven this is sorry 70 bucks for a turnover around okay prices are going up on the cleaners too you know i'm sure maybe people mm-hmm. got we us we've been doing it for a while we got good cleaners we locked them in so we get we get we get a pretty good deal still but people coming into the you know a lot more people wanting cleaning so the, these cleaners are smart they're going to start raising their prices yeah and also with your numbers let's also remind the guests we're talking about new people coming in right new people new okay. people this is a yeah, new, new arbitrage coming in we already know what we're doing, kind of, sort of. So we get yeah. better prices. We, we, you know, I'm just saying, brand new person coming in is going to look at all these fees that they don't even know they're going to look at, right? Mm-hmm. They don't even know. They don't even know. But now they know. And so, and let's say cleaning fees for anywhere for 300 bucks a month to 600 bucks a month, if you're really kicking ass and doing a bunch of turnovers, right? So I and on a one at, bed. Oh, go ahead, though. I'm gonna let you I just say. okay. I just said 70 bucks. Okay, 
around 70 bucks. That could be up to, I've seen them up to 80, 90. Anyways, let's just say 70 bucks for four, four turnovers would be if you got every single book weekend booked, right? If you got every single weekend booked, you're just doing, which is more what a lot of the newbies are going to do. They're going to screw up and then just get all the weekends booked and, and ruin their calendar. So that'll be, so that'd be like 280 bucks. I'd rounded it up to 300 because, you know, whatever. And then, so if they do better, if they double that, if they make double the bookings, they're going to look at around, you know, 600 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. These are all guesstimations. And when we get to the final number, we can say, give or take 100, give or take 200, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're getting down to the monthly cost. So to run the unit with just the monthly fees right there, this is not including the cleaning fees. It's around $2,200 a month to run it just with the rents and the utilities and the you know noise awares and the whatever. This PMS system. Okay, let's say around $2,200 a month to run a place, right? Now, so if you're looking at- One bath, right? One better than one bath. Okay. Now, if you're looking at cleaning fees- you're going to be paying, you know, 2,500 to, you know, okay, wait a minute. I'll get to that cleaning fees in a minute. I, I also added the furnishings. Now this is another expense because, you know, I came at y'all with today was like, okay, you're going to spend between, and I've seen them. I've seen people say that they do they'll furnish a place for 20 grand. So it does happen even a one bedroom and um, a friend of ours who's going in, you know, with a group, that they're going to start doing this big time. They're, they're charging like 20 grand. But anyways, let's be more conservative than that. I said 10, but then y'all said, no, we, I could, that y'all could do it for cheaper. Okay. Let's say the perfect world. Let's, I, I said, no, 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 between, no, no. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Let me just finish. I said anywhere between six to 8,000. If you and I are doing it, I don't know what our newbie's going to do. They're going to probably go crazy. Oh, there's more than that, bro. You're talking about so, right now? Right now. So you're saying around 10 grand for a yeah, one. That's it. I'd give it 10. Okay, I gave it seven. Like I said, at the end we'll do yeah. the. Let's do seven. Let's just do seven. Okay, we'll seven. do seven. All right, so that would be five hundred eighty-three. If you divided that seven thousand by twelve months, that's five hundred eighty-three bucks a month, right? In furniture, if you're going in furniture, if you divided it that long, that's five hundred eighty-three bucks to get your money back in one year. You need to make at least that, and then, or if you if you get it, if you're lucky enough to get a two-year lease, right? That's 291. That would divide to 291 bucks a month to recoup your furnishing costs. You need to make at least that. So I would I did it like this: a one-year lease without without the cleaning fees, right? Mm-hmm. You would need to make $2,783 a month on your place just to break even. That's on bedroom on a one bedroom. You need to make 2783 bucks a month just to break even. That's including the cost of recouping the cost of your furnitures, right? Mm-hmm. Of your furnitures, of your furnishings. And with the cleaning fees, if we're going to look at the cleaning fees anywhere for $300 to $600, you're going to need to make 3083 bucks a month. Or if you're doing a lot more cleanings, you're going to be, you need to make $3,800 or $383 a month. So what's your all-in cost? What's your all-in break-even cost? All-in break-even class with the cleaning fees? Yes. With the, Okay, if you're only doing four cleaners a month, around four, maybe five, you know, average that. You probably, around, let's just round it to a nice round $3,000 a month. Let's let's do it this way. Let's be very conservative because you're doing a one-bedroom, one-bath. You're more likely going to be catering to longer-term stays. Let's just say you do one cleaning a month. What's your numbers at? Okay, so you would, one cleaning a month? That, okay, yeah. now now, if it's a whole month, you're probably going to do one a deeper cleaning, right? Probably going to spend about 120 bucks on that cleaning for a deep clean. 
Because no, someone's going to been there a whole month. You're not going to spend 60 or 70 bucks. But if they're there like one to two months, right? You're only going to have one cleaning, right? Okay, now you're saying two months. Okay, it does change the numbers. If you're saying we're going to get, and that's that's part of what we're going to push people towards. You know, we want to get the longer. Bookings. I'm saying like somebody checks in April 1st, you have a cleaning, right? You clean April 1st. That's mm-hmm. one cleaning. They're staying till June. Oh, two months. So, yeah, they're staying two months. So that's still one yeah. cleaning, right? It's still one cleaning. So, so 120 bucks for a deep clean. I, that's what we usually do. We do a yeah. deep clean after a long stay, right? Well, there's not, as I'm saying, you're, you're before the stay. So you're, you're cleaning April 1st and April mm-hmm. 1st, somebody checks in, right? Yeah. What's that cleaning cost? And then they're checking out May, June, right? So put that one cleaning in and then what's the numbers come to? Okay, the one regular cleaning or a deep cleaning? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Just say a deep clean to be... Yeah, okay. just say, hey, okay. I'm deep cleaning this place. For I, deep I, I'll say it like this. The one-year lease that what you need to make each month, you know, after whatever, you know, yeah. don't forget about the fees. I didn't got to the city taxes and the and the Airbnb tax or fee, whatever. So let's just say around $2,783 a month is what you need to make before the cleaning fee. So if you add one cleaning fee to that, right? Let's just say, let's just add another hundred bucks. You're looking around $2,883. So I'm like 2,900 bucks. Does that sound about right? 2,900 bucks a month. Mm, On a one bedroom? On a one bedroom. Nice area. Nice area. Nice furnishings. What are you? Okay. So this is my question is right now. What are you grossing right now on a one bedroom in a nice area? What are we grossing? Mm-hmm. Like on average, that is a good question. That's the kicker. Uh, that's that's a good, the kicker that's, right that's there, because that's where you gonna know. Okay, if I'm grossing this much right now, you're now in a situation where you're gonna be determining. Okay, I can keep these one bedrooms in these nice area because I'm already grossing four thousand, right? Or you're, you know, what I'm saying you're grossing yeah. four thousand. I can keep these, but if you're telling me right now, hey, I'm really only grossing. 2,500 2,500 is like, eh. <laughs> or you also, or you have to kind of look at it like this. Well, can, cause everybody's coming to Dallas, right? My, this is the reason why I don't fear Dallas. I don't really care. Cause everybody's moving here. You know, everybody's moving here. That's why I really like, I don't even like units downtown. I like units up North because everybody's moving to Frisco, Plano. That's where everybody's moving to like the Oregon, Washington, California, they're flooding that area. So my thing is now we look at, okay, is this new cost worth it? And can I, if it's not, are people going to flood to downtown Dallas in these nicer areas and pay more? You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I guess my, my my whole gist of it was like people coming in, oh, I'm just going to put something together and, and put it on Airbnb, which is what most people are going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and put some furniture in there and I'm going to be good. And they don't look at all the costs. They don't know how to look at all the costs. They don't even know what costs they're going to incur, right? Yeah. They don't know. Oh, I didn't even add. Let's just add some cleaning supplies. You said, let's say any someone will sip in like fifty to hundred bucks a month uh, on on supplies, right? You got to have toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You got to have paper towels. You got to have shampoos. I mean, to do it right, you know, you got to have some decent stuff. I'm gonna show that you. Shit adds up. One thing of toilet paper. But I'm gonna show some. If we're talking about new people, right? Yeah. We could really lower the cost. You know why? They ain't gonna have no minute and noise away in there. I know. <laughs> and they're gonna get their shit torn exactly. up. They're so gonna have to replace furniture. Yes. They don't know how to report it to Airbnb. So they're yeah. gonna lose money there. Well, that wouldn't really worry about when them reporting it. 
maybe not having it at a house rules, things of that nature. I think where really gaps going to come in is the operating expenses that they weren't prepared for. That's going to really exactly. mess them up. That's every business. Like, that's not yeah. just Airbnb. Or, so uh, it's like, rooms. okay, if I'm uh, not having a noise aware and they're having parties in here, shit's getting broken, you know, and it ain't covered, you know, and you don't, you probably don't have insurance. So right. it, it is those unexpected costs. So it, it, to make it real simple, I would just, just to round the numbers out, right? right? So if you're going to come and, and start an arbitrage in Dallas, and there is money to be made in Dallas, I think, and we're still, we still got places here, mm-hmm. you're going to need to gross 3000 to 3500 a month to make it worth your while. Hold on. Didn't you say the operating cost was 28 Huh? What? What did you say the operating cost was, though? No, I'm saying... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell no, three thousand ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. I'm saying that's yeah to break even. My, my bad. To break even, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to spend. You're gonna have to gross around three thousand to thirty four hundred a month. Not impossible. Even three thousand. I think more than that. I would say thirty eight hundred. Just, just to break even. Yeah, to break even. But I'm saying holy shit, you're to gonna have to gross. Yes, I feel like you need to gross thirty eight hundred oh, in order for right. it to be worth your time. Okay, that, okay, that's taken away from the net. Okay, gross and yeah. net, two different things. Yes, yes, I agree with you. You're gonna have to gross thirty. If you if your operating cost twenty eight hundred and you gross in three, is that worth your time? So I, I I do take back my text in a way because I, I gave I gave the benefit of the doubt to ten percent of the people that are actually going to profit. There's probably going to be a smaller margin than ten percent. What do you think? That are going to truly profit, unless unless they're doing all the cleanings themselves, and they're buying themselves a job, and they're and they're going this, and fixing everything themselves. This is what I think is going to happen with arbitrage. I don't think it's on. I don't think it's dead, but I think it's going to have. It's going to. You're going to have to get creative. That's all I think it is. I mean, you got people. Also, what I put in there, I said, look at all these short-term rental loan packages coming out, and who is that for? That's for people buying, right? So even if you arbit- arbitrage is sustainable, as long as you're diversified in your portfolio, do you have properties you own? No, that ain't a good position to be in. You should have properties you own. You're like, I, I literally added two port, two properties to my portfolio in the last two years. Our equity on all across our whole portfolio went up a quarter million dollars. That's beautiful. beautiful. You know, and, and that's what I tell people. You have to have some type of equity backing you up now. <laughs> Do I think arbitrage, this is what I think about arbitrage and how you should use it. I think you should use arbitrage to build your business credit and take that business credit and your personal credit and start buying houses with your credit. I feel like arbitrage, you build your credit, you, you, you basically take your money from arbitrage, build up your credit, take your credit, turn your credit into equity by owning. That's what I feel like. That's the only way. So then everything's a full blown circle and coming back to you. Then you take, so your cash from arbitraging, what's happening is I'm thinking, and this is what I see happening. People are taking huge chunks of change from their arbitrage business to buy a house. And you know what the problem with that is? One, it's going to take you a long time to do it. But the other, unless you're partnering with people, which works too, but then you, you know, you can partner with people, but this is the problem I'm seeing them running into. Arbitrage is very volatile. 
So what happens with the arbitrage business, if you're taking a huge chunk of change out of your business to buy a property, you better make sure you get that property up and running real quick because uh, you still got the volatility of arbitrage. My, me and Syed were talking the other day on Facebook. He said the thing about arbitrage, it's high, re- high reward, but a very high risk. You can be rich one month and broke the next. That's the only thing about it. So, yeah, it's one of those things you just got to be real careful about. So, yeah, go ahead, Steve. No, I guess that was my whole point. So maybe I should change the title. The old way to arbitrage is dead. No, I think that's the title. That's the catchy title. Arbitrage, <laughs> it, it, arbitrage it is dead. Yeah. Click, 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 baby. I like it. Yeah, it's on but, his last but, day, man. But like you said, I mean, you just got to be creative with it. And so when you dig down into it, the old way of arbitrage, use, like you said, use arbitrage as a tool to help you, you know, grow your real estate empire. And mm-hmm. that should always be the ultimate goal is to buy real estate. Yeah. It's a, and you said something at the very end of your text. You were like, you might as well work a nine to five or a job. at in, And I was like, I choose the arbitrage play over that. Simply if because you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, I would choose the arbitrage play over that. Because even at that, let's say you work in a, unless you make an, I would say at least 80K a year minimum a year, then you can start sitting there making your money at your nine to five, throw your money back over over here and get your money, get your uh, real estate empire up. But in my opinion, yeah, if you're working a nine to five, I don't see the point of arbitraging. Just go straight into buying. It ain't no, you know what I'm saying? It ain't really a point of arbitraging because you have the credit more. If you have the credit, you have the uh, the capital. So your DTI is good. Just go straight into buying, in my opinion, if you're working a nine to five. Now, here, here's the big problem with that. And okay. so... Well, I've seen so many um, acquaintances, friends, acquaintances do, right? Mm-hmm. They get the, they get, got a decent job, make a decent scratch. And they, um, okay, I'm going to go get me a house because a house is a great investment, right? Mm-hmm. They go and buy as much freaking house as they can afford. They stretch their, their budget to the limit, right? So they go yeah. and buy a McMansion mm-hmm. or something, right? Because they can afford it and get a loan for it. First house, they only have to put 3% down. So they get that McMansion, right? And they can't this is, do what I what I tell everybody to do is house hack. When don't buy the McMansion in your first house. Buy a decent house, decent area. Hop to the next one every year. Hop to the next one till you got four or five houses, right? House hack your first four or five houses, and you'll have some. You know, you every year you can get a new house, new um, new equity, new real estate. That's my because if you're gonna do it the other way, you said start buying houses, and there's a lot of ways to do it but if you're gonna you know, i'm more or less talking about somebody that wants to invest not people looking to just buy our house i'm saying like if you work a nine to five right you're like oh, i'm gonna tell you my co-worker just did it basically i was telling them about airbnb how we're doing it they went and bought a lakefront property they went and put 20 percent down on a lakefront property that lakefront property probably bring them six figures a year that's great so it's not how much was that lakefront property probably in the 300s and they had to put 20 percent down yeah Okay, I'm talking about I'm talking about people barely starting out, getting there. They just got they got that's that. That's that they start. No, no, starting out at a job making, like I said, the Hobby Lobby job, which everybody's paying pretty good right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Starting out at a Hobby yeah. Jobby Lobby, Hobby Jobby, Hobby Lobby job, <laughs> making twenty five bucks an hour to and for them to order to 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 save up to twenty percent of a three hundred four hundred thousand dollar house. That's a, that's that's going to take them years and years. But they can hop into a nice starter home for around 3% down. They can get that accomplished probably in a year. But sky, houses are skyrocketed right now. 
Yes, yes. I look three percent about the highest shit. Is is fucked up, you know? And that's and that's and I mentioned this to you guys. I said, "Hey, we're still keeping it real on this show. We still cuss and stuff, right?" Because oh yeah, you know, we're part of the, the the big network now. They ain't gonna Joe Rogan us, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh. <laughs> Unless they give us a hundred milli, then we'll talk. <laughs> I'm saying some, we'll say poop and stuff like that. Uh, anyways, um, I I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, I did I did mention to you guys too. What the hell did I mention? Let me pull up that six. I was yeah. So basically, what I was saying was, if you drop three percent right now in this market, that's still high as shit. Uh, I remember okay. Mike. Oh, that's oh go ahead, go ahead. Okay, hold that thought. You said, Mike, keep that in your head because I hate messing people up. So people always say, oh, yeah, you know, 6% is no big deal. I remember when I bought my first house, that the, the prices, it was, I paid 6% or I paid 9% or I paid 10%. Interest. It's like, yeah, fucking houses cost 50 grand back then, man. This is this is mm-hmm. 6% interest on the houses that are $500,000 now. That's, that's a bit different than paying... 10% interest on a house that you bought for 50 grand a few years back, you know, when, when the interest rates are high, that's a difference. It's a big difference. If you do 6% on a high, high uh, appreciationary, you may be worth your time. So see, the only thing you're worried about is your monthly costs. Your monthly costs are better be through the roof, right? So they, basically you buy real estate when your money's cheap, money's cheap. Then you buy real estate right now. Money's getting expensive. You know, it's 6% inflation's going on. Like you said, supply chain issues, things costing more. So it depends on, it's about that being strategic and knowing certain things. If you're in a market that appreciates very fast and the amount market bounce and the interest rates start to go down in the next year or two, you refi out of the 6%, you might be looking at a million dollar property now, you know, so it depends, you know, it, it very much depends. Yeah. That's 6%, but 6% is high as hell. <laughs> it's high as, it's not that high, but it's, it's high as hell when you in this market with everything going up and up and up. Right, right. And and uh, you mentioned Mike. You were going to say something about Mike. Is that what you... Yeah, because Mike was like... Saying? Mike said something. He goes, really? Is really, if you really want to be... Because it's such a buyer's market. I mean, a seller's market right now. That 3% become 6%. Like that 3% down can really become 6% down because of the closing costs. So I was like, yeah, you can really look at it like that too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I think it's it's just... It's just about being creative right now, man. I think it's about being creative. Like I said, I remember two years ago, I, that's when I said, I start, I'm going to start doing the birth strategy. It paid off. I said, man, I'm about to start buying a few properties. Cause when I just, I, honestly, I just sat back and looked at arbitraging and I was just like, man, I ain't comfortable shelling out 20, 30 grand a, a month on, on uh, places I don't own. What? That could be equity, yeah, man. Know, that could be equity so i was like so what i started i just started using the arbitrage play as a a way to build business credit once i yeah because when clubhouse came out and people started talking about business credit and like i realized listening to some of the rooms i'm like yo i already got that i could just take it to the next level that's basically man you gotta study stuff man study study credit and things of that nature go ahead now now the pro arbitrage quote that, Mm -hmm. that that people a lot of people bring up you know is is from our buddy uh sean rakovich right mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know how to say his name rakovich whatever rakovich he um his 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 famous uh, arbitrage quote is he arbitrages um he goes yeah real estate will get you rich but he wants to get 
their get rich as fast as possible. That's mm-hmm. why he arbitrages. Yeah. Now the problem with that, yeah, him, he knows how to do it. He's been doing it for a while. He's doing it strategically. He's getting the whole, you know, you know, whole floors on buildings at the same time, getting big discounts, just like Warren Buffett. He don't buy, he don't pay full price for any stock. He gets, he gets it for a discount, right? Because he knows what he's doing and he's got connections and whatever. He's got a lot of money. So that's a, it's a big caveat to that. The, the, the person that's going to go and get their first arbitrage and say, Oh, I'm going to be rich, you know, in a couple of years, I get to leave my job. That's, that's, ah, that I hate people at my work are already telling me that, you know, that haven't even, don't even know anything about Airbnb and mm-hmm. asking me, Oh, I, I heard you can rent places and then rent them back out. I said, yeah, it's an arbitrage. I started trying to explain it to, Oh yeah, I just want, I just want to get some of them, you know, and I really want to help them, you know, and I just don't want to give them false expectations, but their goal is to, I just want to, I want to leave the job. I want to, I'm, I want to leave the job. I want to make money and become independently finance, independently, financially independent. So by them thinking that arbitrages are gonna are gonna do that for them, uh, maybe in the early days, if you really started kicking ass at them and then started renting out apartments, and most of it was under the radar because apartments didn't even know people were Airbnb, and you know people you'd be making thousand, two thousand, three thousand bucks a month doing this Airbnb thing, and yes, you could be technically financially independent making that much money on a couple units, right? making six grand a month on a couple of units. That's what most people, that's more than most people bring home, you know, after on their paychecks. So it was possible a couple of years ago, but I'm saying right now, and you had a whole lot less competition, right? And I think our show is probably part of the problem because we got a lot of people that's arbitrage too, but we know how to do it. And we're, and we're telling y'all the right ways to do it. So these prices that I'm showing you, we could probably slash those prices by at least five, 600, 800 bucks a month because we know how to go shop for these things and get the great deals, get good deals on these places, right? And then um, and then we know how to run them correctly and get the best clientele in there also to maximize and plus do a lot of midterm rentals and to take chunks out of the, I would say arbitrage debt because uh, the furniture, man, that's like an arbitrage debt. You got to pay that shit off. So we know, we know the tricks to the game and uh, we know how to help people do it right. So, yes, the old the old ways of arbitraging, just anybody could do it and just rent out their apartments when they're gone, you know, for a few weeks and make some make big bucks. Is that those days are kind of over. And even and even we talked about it before, and we talked about it on the clubhouse, right? That um, these apartment complexes are partnering with Airbnb and saying, yeah, sure, you can you can rent out your you can rent out your apartment when you're gone. You go on vacation for a few weeks. You can rent it out six months out of the year. You know, we're cool with that. But we're going to take 25 percent of that money. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and if you're not making enough money to kicking your ass out. I think that's fucking genius. Apartment complexes. Do. I would do that at mine. I was thinking, oh, we can run that. No, shit. Let's just let them do it. And we'll just take our 25%, you know, loan shark money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, if you live at that apartment complex and, and you're cool with uh, renting out your place, it's still a no brainer. You should do it, right? Instead of making $0 a month, even if you made like, you know, a thousand bucks that month, that's still pretty good. You know, the apartment complex takes their money. I think, I think that's a pretty good deal. I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said rich. Um, Rich is what young people are chasing, right? That's why arbitrage is so beautiful because you don't make you rich. But a lot of people, rich, young people don't understand wealth, right? So like I'm here millionaires in these Facebook groups, all the people, no, not even millionaires, people that say they're millionaires in these Facebook groups, they're saying, yeah, I'm a millionaire because I do Airbnb arbitrage and I make a million a year. I'm like, 
that don't mean you're a millionaire, bro. I'm like, yeah, a million a year don't mean you're a millionaire. And like they they believe that. They don't know if you don't if you if you can't go grab that mill out the bank or if you can't liquidate a mill, you ain't a millionaire. You know, basically that's what I be trying to tell people. But it's so because it's glitz and glamour, right? Because what's yeah. a fa- arbitrage's favorite thing to ask? How many units do you have? Mm. What's someone who's wealthy's favorite thing to ask you? How much does that one gross? How much does mm. this net? Mm. So then I can know. And then how much is it worth? How much equity do you have in that? See, that's the things that are a little bit different because this is the thing I also notice about the arbitrage space. Whenever I talk to like even big people who are really big in the arbitrage space, I always ask them, I'm like, hey, how much is an arbitrage business worth? Meaning, has anyone tried to buy your business? I've heard people say they have. And they're like, yeah, people are buying arbitrage business. I'm like, how much are they buying them for? I never get an answer. The only person I know who's literally sold their business was Julie. She didn't have arbitrage business. She had a management company. Mm. And of course, we don't know how much they uh, Julie sold their business for, but I'm, I'm guaranteeing it's seven figures. So, you know, she's, she had she's a, million. a millionaire host. Then. Exactly. <laughs> so we know it was we know it was seven. She got cashed out for at least seven figures. So let's look at that. She's the only person I know in the short-term rental space outside of owning property, outside of owning property, who's had a million-dollar business, meaning worth a million dollars, not bringing in a million, meaning, hey, your business is so profitable. We did an EBITDA score on it. We will give you a million dollars, right? So my thing is, even at that, if you're making a million dollars a year doing arbitrage, what's your business worth? Because that's always been my thing. Even the people like, even the people in the hotel space are even more interested in what is the business worth? You know what I mean? Like people always say, Oh, Airbnb is the big, yeah, that's Airbnb, not you. And you don't have an Airbnb business. Brian Chesky has an Airbnb business. You're just a pawn. You're a pawn out here. We're pawns. That's all we are on the chess table. So you gotta, you know, people got to start understanding that and look at the long term. but I love the arbitrage model as far as using the cash flow to build up business credit and then hop into buying, but hop into buying the smart way. Hmm. Now, now, you said something, you said something about how much is that business worth, right? If you got a mm-hmm. bunch of arbitrages, you're going to sell this off to somebody else. How, what are they going to pay for them, right? Yep. And here's, here's something that's funny that made me think of right away when you said that. Back when I was doing a lot of shopping and uh, trying to get a condo in South Padre Island, right? Yep. Numbers never added up for me. You know, I tried and I was like, ah, geez, you know, I, I, I and luckily I bought, you know, five houses instead of buying a, a condo over there. Yes, the mm-hmm. condos are gone up in price, but let's say a condo that I was going to buy for around 120 grand, it's worth 180 or 200 grand. You know, it's a good jump. It's a good jump. Mm-hmm. But I, fuck, that's the three, two house that I bought, those things jumped up by 100, 100, 200 grand, you know? So those <laughs> three, two single family is always going to be a condo. Anyways, that being said, I still want one. Anyways, so... So my agent, she worked for um, she worked for a company that, that managed units on the islands, right? Old yeah. school management company. You show up on the beach, you go to this building and say, hey, do you got a rentals for me? And they, oh yeah, we got a few rentals, open up their book. Okay, we got some here, here. Okay, boom, 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 give you the keys, towels, there you go. And that's the old school way they did it, right? And then they had cleaning, they had cleaners on staff, they had some laundry, laundry facility, you know, washing dryer, washers and dryers in there so they can switch out the towels. So he ran... He managed, I think, 20-something units on the island, right? That's just the old school way of doing it. 
Okay. And so when she was saying that, okay, he's ready, you know, during, during the process when I, we were looking to buy, she knew that like, we did Airbnbs. I told her about our, Airbnb, you know, we had a couple of Airbnbs, you know, the how to the houses. And she knew that she goes, oh, okay. Um, do you ever, I, I know you're going to, when you buy the condo, you're going to manage it yourself. Would you ever think of managing other people's, you know, places? And I was like, eh, I never really thought about it. You know, this is back before I, you know, me, me and Federico started our, our company. Um, so I said, I, I don't know why, what's, what's going on. She goes, well, my boss is going to retire and he wants to sell his, his management side of it. And I was like, okay, well, what, what, what kind of price? He goes, uh, 500 bucks per unit. How many units? Like I said, around 20 something units. So he was going to sell the rights to manage those people's units at 500 bucks a pop. Uh -huh. so so it brought me to what you were thinking how much is your business worth right uh -huh. and he's he's unloading all these rentals that he was managing let's just say 25 units right he's selling his business for 10 grand that's what that's that's the whole point <laughs> Yo, that was the whole point just like you said with the arbitrages how much they're giving you for those freaking arbitrages he was going to give which is a freaking steal i wish i would have done it but i didn't have a management company i didn't have all the systems in place to do yeah, something I like that, that shit for 10 grand man. i know <laughs> If they, yeah, if that would offer would have come across the table today, fuck yeah, I would do it. But I didn't know what the hell. I was like, I'm going to pay 500 bucks per unit and this and that, you know. And I was thinking about it. I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know the logistics, you know. Now, now, you know, me and Federico, we have our business. So we could take on something like yeah. that. We have our VAs in place. We have our systems. We have all the softwares. We have, you could build teams on the island. You know, we could do it all. But me, I didn't know what the hell. I was like, so his business, like I said, his business that was paying him money each month, he's gonna like like you said, a low number. He's gonna sell it off for ten grand. Because what kind of business is that? What kind of business is that? I mean, he did other stuff too. He had other things. You know, he rented out golf carts on you know, on his on his little property. He rented out shit like you know. He made money in different ways, yeah. but those cash flowing 20, 25 cash flowing units, he was gonna unload like you said for fifteen grand. That's crazy, yeah. right? That's Very what true. His, so his business was worth ten thousand bucks. Hold that thought. I gotta pee really bad. Man. <laughs> Very bad. This is good stuff. You want me to keep going? <laughs> well, maybe I should talk about some things by myself. I should. I should have went for that deal, right? I should have went for that deal. I didn't jump on it. Whatever. You know, opportunities come when you're not prepared, and you got to figure out a way to jump on these things. And what I'm gonna talk about next with micah is are places that i'm like i think people are gonna really hit hard after for this travel season and i am the weirdest thing the strangest thing is that people you know kind of because of covid they got away from these places they got away from the big cities you know the la's the seattle the, the new york cities the chicago places that that were always you know big tourists destinations they people were wanting to go outside of those cities and that's where a lot of us um let's say arbitragers let's say investors you know started investing in in those cities and making good money because people wanted to get outside the city they wanted to get they wanted to get away from the covid and so they started investing in the in the in the peripheral cities right and making good mm -hmm. money investing in the peripheral cities and that's what i was telling the audience right now what I think is going to happen is going to be travels coming back big time to the big cities, you know, the ones that were COVIDed up, 
now COVID's, you know, technically whatever gone. I don't know what it depends on what scientists you ask. <laughs> People. Okay. Okay. We had fun going to uh, Fort Worth. We had fun going to Wichita Falls. We had fun going to um, whatever County in California or, or Chicago or New York that wasn't New York city. You know, we had fun going to those places, but now I want to go back the fuck to LA. I want to go to LA. I want to do it up big. I want to go to Seattle, do it up big. I want to go to Chicago, do it up big. I want to go to New York city, do it up big. I think that's going to come back big time because people were always going to those places before, you know, COVID hit. And then, like I said, we, we pivoted we got all these peripheral places for cheap and we made great money, but are they still going to go to these peripheral places now that everything's open back up again? Or are they going to hit up these big cities again and go and go do it up? Do Funny. It up big? Every place you named has very strict STR regulations. <laughs> yeah. New York, Cali, LA. But uh, it, it's funny how that works. You know what I'm saying? Those big cities, they can hotel industry, man. But, you know, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I don't know, man. The arbitrage game is definitely changing, like you said. And like, like I said, I think you, I, how, how, what did you say to land that plane on if, how much the business is worth, right? Because this dude's selling a management company for 10 grand. You know, um, how much is the, how much, do you know how much arbitrage businesses are worth? And the reason why I ask, why I think it's, and, and someone can prove me wrong, why I think it ain't that much is because you have no control. There's zero control. Like if I sell you a business, I'm going to, I'm going to sell you leases. Are you crazy? You're selling me a one year, a two, you sell me a two year lease. You want me to pay a million? Are you crazy? <laughs> Would you buy that? It's a no. Fuck <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, people saying they buy an arbitrage business, how much they buying them shits for? It's, it's funny you ask because, because well, I, I don't know. It might be like crack. It'll give you a short high, but people keep buying that <laughs> shit. But go ahead. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago, it was a couple of years ago, you brought it up on the show that on one of these Facebook groups or whatever, someone was went on there saying, hey, I got these arbitrages over here, you know, furnished in San Diego or some shit like that. I think you told me, you told me about it. And he mm-hmm. was selling them off for, for 10 grand or 20 grand with furniture. I don't know. He was selling them. He was trying to make some decent change on these places, right? Okay. But the 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 funny parts, and, and he got like, everybody's, oh, oh, where are they? Give me information, information. And, you know, they started writing all the comments under his post, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted information for these things that were you selling 10 grand a unit or more, whatever. And so shortly after that is when San Francisco... I mean, I'm sorry, San Diego announced that they're going to do the strict regulations and wiped out a shitload of Airbnbs up there. So Might did this guy coming. know? Did this guy know it was coming and trying to get I'm rid of in. his get rid of his supply? And, and I wish we could get Syed back on because what you bring up is a good point of what happened two years ago when a lot of arbitrages had a bunch of leases, right? And then Airbnb shut things down and a lot of arbitrages left holding that bag. I know Syed was one of the good people. He was like, look, he just said, look, you can have my units to get the burden off me. I'll let you have my units because he had it in his clauses, everything else that he can get rid of them. So that still brings you back to the point, you know, like how much are these things worth? Because that's why I feel like if you're arbitraging, because I do arbitrage. If you do want to leave your job, I would suggest arbitrage. Like if you're just, hey, I need to get off my job so I can focus on doing stuff for me arbitrage your way off replace your income after you replace your income off arbitraging 
go into buying, but you're using arbitrage to build up your business credit so you can buy. But I I would, if you want to leave your job, I would arbitrage is the way to go. If you want to leave it fast, it is the way to go. I will say that. If you know what you're doing. (laughs) It's it's, it's a learning lesson. You're going to have to figure out what you're doing, right? So even if you start, you're going to have to figure it out. I mean, you're going, it's about taking L's and those L's are learning lessons. That's all they are. That's but, true. I, I guess, you know, the L's were softer for us because when we started, everybody wasn't, everybody and their mama wasn't doing arbitrages. Mm-hmm. When we started, you had a lot more room for error, right? Yeah. I threw my houses on on Airbnb with um, grandma's furniture in it, with old, you know, <laughs> nasty grandma's yeah. furniture. And I made profit. I made, mm-hmm. and by the stadiums, I made good profit. I made like leave my job profit, four to five grand a month profit, you know, on a, mm-hmm. on a house full of grandma's furniture. And so the the L's we were spoiled a little bit. We were in the we were in the early days of the, of the of the boom, right? Mm-hmm. So if you jumping in now, uh, a lot of the gold's already been pulled from the river, right? A lot of the gold's been you know the big chunks are gone. So you're gonna have to be you're gonna be digging. You might find some gold nuggets, little bitty ones, you know, gold sand. It's the the big chunks are already pulled out by you know people like us. It's no big deal. You can still there's you can still make money doing it if you do it the right way. And that's what hey, that's what Live Let Thrive, you know, teaches you, right? Yeah. And I would also say, yeah, be be very, yeah, if you're gonna do it, be very strategic. Um, you know, even the people who do arbitrage, these rent increases are coming. Mm. You know, and you gotta take that into account. You know, if those mm. rent increases, I mean, at this point, and the rent increases are city dependent, right? So if rent increases are going up in a city where people already ain't coming to, eh, might be a little careful with that. Dallas, I honestly, I really don't really care about Dallas going up. Um, me personally, that's why I'm in the far north Dallas area. I would not even, I would, I would, if I was brand new starting off, I would invest heavy in the far north, in North Dallas, far north Dallas, Plano, Frisco, in those areas, um, it's possible because people are coming there. You can't lose. Even if rents go up, I think North Dallas, Plano, Frisco, those areas, I think they can sustain it. Just me personally. That's why I don't really downtown Dallas. I'm not even touching. So what? So why North? I mean, that's where everybody comes for tourism is downtown Dallas, though. Why would I don't want? Tour, would you- I, don't want I don't like leisure guests. I want people. I'm I'm getting a house built. I, I'm I'm from the Northwest. I'm getting a house built. Oh, you got money to blow. Cool. Here's this two bedroom unit. 3500 a month could good for you. Yeah, I don't like leisure travelers. I don't want tourists. I don't like tourists. See, I yeah, that, that ain't my guest avatar. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I I saw I saw something interesting today. Okay. Today, and I sent it to you guys. It was um it's a property in Arlington, right? Mm-hmm. And what what got my attention. They they wanted monthly rent of this of this house in Arlington was four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars a month that was the monthly rent so i went and looked at it i was like holy shit i know i know we're around the 2000s now right for a house mm-hmm. 2500 more like that's it's getting more like 2500 for a house and um for a three two which fuck, i can't uh, i need to raise my rate my rents um <laughs> so i was like damn are we already getting close to the five thousand mark on a nice house in arlington and i looked at it and, and it was really beautiful house, you know, really nice, you know, new, modern, odd, all the touches. And it was fully furnished. So mm-hmm. fully furnished with a pool in the backyard. So it's, and they said it's for, it's, yeah, it's for like a corporate style lease. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're running corporate 
houses or this corporate house in Arlington for 5,000 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So that's that drew my attention, and it's advertised on Trulia and Zillow and shit like that, you know, which is weird to see in a corporate house advertised on there. But I guess it's a good, I guess, because so many people are moving here. Hey, why, you know, let's rent something for five grand a month until our house is built, right? Yeah. And we got a pool, all utilities are paid, fully furnished. I mean, that's that's the freaking play. And this is my question, though. Who's moving near Arlington that's paying that? That's what I want to know. I want to know what their vacancy rate is because I'd be really interested. Like, who's paying you 5000 a month to live here? And I don't know. They might because they might be like, hey, I'll live in Arlington until my house in Plano is built. You know, I guess that ain't really, you know, I don't know. Right. I really want to know because most of the people who I get like right now, we just had somebody book. Well, he tried to book for the end of this month, but he he withdrew his request after he read our house rules, which I'm like, good, we're working. We're getting our target <laughs> clientele. So uh, he uh, well, well, basically, the, oh, go ahead. This is North Dallas. Okay. He was going to stay. He was basically going to stay for two months. He was going to stay for two months. And then he was going to, he was waiting to get his house built. He was from, uh, I think, Oregon or Washington or California. one of them. And he was waiting to get his house built. So I now looked like, okay, so I'm starting to serve my target avatar in this area. Would he want to stay in Arlington? I don't know. You know, but people, most people that I've seen, they're looking on that uh, target area, that target area of the far North Dallas, North Dallas, uh, Plano, Frisco, those areas to stay in while their house is being built. That's why I love those areas. Like me, I ain't rent increases in those areas unless they're going up like $800 a month like they did on my cousin. She was like, F out of here, you know, but it happens. Damn, $800 a month? See, and that's why I don't like being in Frisco. I like being in North Dallas. So I'm not in Frisco, but we can get there pretty quick. <laughs> you know? So. I wonder, I wonder, you know, we have people on our show that do a, a cool thing when they, when they do get our arbitrages, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, first of all, they go to a, a nice complex and they try to pick up multiple units to get a better price, right? Mm-hmm. And then they tell, they tell the place they're, they're going to bake in, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and we'll pay more each year. 10% more each year. They bake it into the to the contract. 3%. I wouldn't go 10, man. Okay. Well, whatever the price, yeah, 5%, 3%, 10%. They, they it's a percentage that they mm-hmm. agree to go up on every year and they like to fi- sign 5-year leases. That's a good way to do it right there cuz then you won't get the surprise. Oh, we're going to go up $800 on your rent. That's a fact. Screw up all your numbers and you're like, "Holy shit, what do I do? Do I get rid of all this furniture? Do I get a storage unit? Do I got to find movers and oh man. Cuz moving ain't cheap, man. Getting movers the cost yeah. of moving is not calculated very much, and it's costly. That's costly. It's a cost, dude. It's you're gonna spend at least five hundred, maybe six hundred, and then where are you gonna put it all? You know, and then you gotta move it again whenever you get a new place for all that shit. <laughs> then you exactly. gotta find. Then you gotta find a place to rent to put the shit in. You know, yes, these are all. There's a lot of costs going on, man. A lot of costs, uh, and people don't think about that stuff when they're arbitraging. They just think about. Oh, I'm gonna get a pace and pay you know fifteen hundred bucks a month, and I'm gonna make two thousand a month there. That's five hundred dollars profit. Eh, not so fast, man. And this whole business, the STR business, is finding the lane of your risk level. That's what I think it comes down to. I think it's finding the lane of your risk level. Arbitraging, co-hosting, slash managing, buying. What's your risk level? I mean, the safest way, of course, is buying. That's just a safe. You have equity in the home. Anything goes wrong. You know, you got the equity, you got a mortgage on it, you know, banks will work with you. Um, arbitraging, like we said, rich one month, might, might be broke the next, but you get you can put your systems in place so you can kind of manage that. 
And then own, I mean, even co-hosting, the best thing about co-hosting, low risk, but low return, but it's almost guaranteed return. You know what I mean? And that's why I think it's easier if you really want to save money to buy. If Even if you work the nine to five, right? And you wanted to manage or co-host somebody's property, that's a good way to do it on top of having your nine to five, hire a few VAs, let that stack up. Then you can go buy a property because your arbitrage money, you got to kind of keep a little bit of a reserve there. Because like I said, you can go broke real quick. So you got to keep that reserve. So it's, it's a healthy medium. You got to know that that safe space for you and know your risk level. Some people have an F at all risk level. I'm doing hundred percent arbitrage. I'm going all in shit goes wrong. Oh, well, you know, I've noticed even the people who are real big on arbitrage are hopping into management and people who are real big on management hopping into arbitrage. So I think it's, it's safe to be, be diversified. That's, and that's the thing, man. When, um, that's what Federico's always, you know, my partner in the, in the Argus rentals, Federico, he always talked about, dude, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's the same business. Why not pick up some arbitrages for us? If we're going to go into this complex and picking some up for our clients, why not get some for us too? Cause it's, I was like, well, you know, we still we have to pay for the thing. Plus, you know, there's the risk there. Plus, we got to go buy furniture for these things. And he goes, yeah, but our 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 business can support both because we do the same thing. So we'd just be managing our units and we're managing for other people. And when I when I talk to um, Jasper and them, they're big on, on choose the one thing and be be good at the one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be don't you know you probably don't want to do arbitrages and manage other people's rentals and stuff like that. And, mm. but, but Federico's was like, we already got a business to manage these things. So we can just throw them in our business in our management business and manage them ourselves and save the 20% management fee. Cause we're doing the managing. And so he, and he made sense. probably going to pay for the furniture anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. arbitrage shit to me. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Federico. <laughs> so, but the only thing is, let's just say the fucking economic crash happens and we're all stuck holding the bag and everything, you know, I'm just, I know it, whatever. Never say never, whatever. But something crazy happens, and we're losing money hand over fist on our our units that we're paying monthly rents on. You know that's that is a risk, right? That is a risk. So say we can go from making good money, economy's doing well, to boom, no one's traveling anymore. A pandemic hits, or some mm-hmm. crazy shit happens, and then we're we we can't make our rents. You know that's a risk. By but if we were just a one hundred percent management company, it wouldn't have hit us so hard because none we don't we don't have our you know company's name on any of the leases and we're not we're not having to pay the rents or if you're in an arbitrage business where you have a certain type of avatar that ain't traveling that that oh, that's you know like oh i'm gonna show you something i'm gonna tell you something when the pandemic hit two years ago um, <laughs> i'm in a, i'm in al williams's mastermind and everybody was talking about it and he was like doesn't affect my business he had a bunch of traveling long-term people in there. He didn't care. He was like, it doesn't affect my business. It really helped his it business. It made him more business, more money. Exactly. So it's about, like I said, it's that healthy medium. You you have also this. I, one thing I agree with how Jasper and him said it, be really good at one thing, right? So if you're really, really good at arbitraging, you know how to get every type of clientele in. You can cater to multiple avatars and you have a guaranteed avatar like Al does. Man, bro, that's a beautiful thing. That's what I think. That's what I tell you. Niche down on your target avatar, too. Like, that's why I don't like tourists. Tourists can stop coming. And also, they're bad. I don't like them because they, they're they inside of the unit. They're trying to enjoy the unit. Unless I was in a vacation rental market, I'd be that way. But I'm not in those markets, in metro markets. You don't, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. 
You do not want leisure travelers in Metro markets. They're the worst guests. I, every time they're the worst guests. The ones who are coming, hey, I'm coming for business. They're easy to deal with. They just need a head and a bed. They'll pay more and they, they handle in a business. So it's about, man, having niche down on your target avatar, niche down on your, uh, on, on uh, one thing that you're good at, it's a, if it's arbitrage and if it's buying, my thing is buying. I'm, I love the burst strategy. That's my shit. I'm learning it. That's my shit. That's my jam. That's I can I can go in and I can do that shit every single time. I can find a good burr deal and I can go burr a place and get a place for free. So have something, yeah, that you niche down on like this, my shit every time. So go ahead. <laughs> get excited. Oh, um, yeah. uh, the um i said yeah we're gonna we'll just do a quick little 40 minute you know pod shit you know how we roll yeah. <laughs> every time you say something I, I think of something but when you said find your find your avatar find your target right and that's so uh, so true not just in you know in so many ways because here, here's why i'll give you an example you know so we we picked up we picked up some some units right at the at um this complex and so we got, I said, okay, we're going to get one for us and our cleaner. Our cleaner has been asking us, oh, I want my first, my first arbitrage. She wanted one, you know, and she's been a great cleaner. She mm-hmm. takes care of everything. She does an excellent job. Anytime we need a, a supply run, she's hitting them up and she's getting the supplies we need. She goes above and beyond. She's a, she's a, she's a badass. So it's like, cool. Okay. We got two units in this building. We're going to pick up. You want one of them? She's like, yeah, yeah. I want one of them. Yes, yes, please, please, please. Okay, cool. And so you know, we got it in, in, in our business name and then we, and, you know, we're going to, we rent it to her and then she, you know, technically rent it to her. And then she, um, she, you know, we manage it for her too. Right. Mm-hmm. So we manage it for her and, and she, she makes the Airbnb money and she cleans her own unit. It's her own unit. So she gets, she keeps all the cleaning money. So it's good. Pretty good. Deal. Okay. So here's what, here's the thing that Reliant, Reliant Energy here always, and I always wanted to try this, you know, <laughs> I always wanted to try this. It's called, they, they offer nights and weekends free, right? Mm. And so we're in a good Airbnb area right here, you know, right by downtown Dallas. This is a good Airbnb area. A lot of people come and travel. They want to be in close to downtown Dallas. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try it on her unit. You know, we're putting everything in, in our name, right? In the business name. I want to try, I want to try nights and weekends on her unit, see how that plays out. And on ours, in the same complex, it's a little science experiments. We're gonna get just the regular 12 month, whatever, 11, 12, you know, percent, whatever, whatever, yeah, for the for electric cost, you know. Uh, anyway, 11 cents a minute, whatever the hell it is. And so uh, we did the regular 12 month one. And then on hers, we put her on the nights and weekends plan, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the first month, her electric bill was like $4 or some crazy shit, right? <laughs> it was mm-hmm. so cheap. Because she was getting the weekends booked mostly. And then, you know, tourists coming to town and hanging out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which it starts uh, your free nights and weekend starts like Friday evening, goes all the way to Sunday. And then Monday, you know, Monday through Thursday, it's a uh, regular price, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Holy shit. This is, um, this is fucking unbelievable. If you're going to, and that, but she happened to get a long-term renter like the next month and it shot up to like 120 bucks because they were always there and they're using all the midweek stuff right they're using midweek and weekends because they're there all the time and they're you know they're using all the a lot more electricity mm-hmm. so by knowing your target avatar you could you could take advantage of a plan like they say okay like that guy that has the bachelor party house bachelorette party house right yeah 
he mostly books the weekends because they come in town and they rent it for the weekends. They do bachelorette parties. He makes $11,000 a month on his house. He does great, right? Now, if there was an electric plan that existed like that for him and he knows he's just going to be booking all the weekends where he gets free electricity on the nights and weekends, damn, he'd be cleaning up, right? He'd mm-hmm. be paying hardly any electric bill. So, so finding your target arbitrage it trickles down to every aspect of your business. I have, man, I love what you just said, but I got a bunch of questions about that. <laughs> how big is this unit and can it even support only being booked on the weekends because you also went to kent so kent he his unit can be supported only on booking the weekends can that unit be supported on that probably not okay so now there's a flip side so can the long-term booking when this the electricity goes up can the long-term numbers support that electricity bill can the uh, long term? Yeah, we got in. We got a pretty good deal on the rent, so I think it would. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, so I don't like weekend travel. There's too much bullshit, with you, man. <laughs> especially on smaller <laughs> units, man. It's just whenever you have the smaller unit, it's just the big unit. I love it. Yeah, go ahead and charge them because, like, I mean, I thought we had Kent on who does that, Serena and um, Natalie. They do like. They do these six, seven thousand dollar weekend, just crazy shit. You're like, damn, you know, but it supports it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you like you said, if they 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 only paying four bucks a month, and you like, damn, for the free weekend, <laughs> you man, you wiping it out with cash. But I'm just saying that that's that's yeah, go ahead. So that's a gym. That's a gym I'm dropping. If you're here in Texas and you can because Reliant, I believe, it just serves Texas, and you know you got you a house or a really badass, you know freaking penthouse that people are going to rent every weekend and pay like a thousand bucks a night for you know kind of shit mm-hmm. like that or same thing for nice house that people are going to come and use for the weekends and set it up for like a bachelor house or bachelorette party house or whatever the fuck you want to do sorry i'm cussing so much um <laughs> but if you're going to go ahead and do that and you know that that's your primary target get that nights free nights and weekends shit man your electric right. bill will be like five bucks or it'd be super cheap right because that's yeah. the only time they're going to come and use the houses on the weekends. And yeah. so, I don't know. That's that, that's just a cool little... Uh, you're welcome for that little gym right there. You know, you know your house. But if you're going to get long-term, if you, if you play is to get long-term guests, then, yeah, don't get the nights and weekends package. No, 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 no. Unit size. Unit size is what you're saying. Unit size, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want one bedroom, two bedroom, people just booking weekends. And they don't. You have to make sure your your unit can support the unless you're doing like a lux experience or something. You know what I mean? Your yeah. weekends has to be able to support the cost of operating the unit. You know the houses we have, like in, in Grand Prairie, we got two houses, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that we're arbitraging. Those things are getting booked for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, get Good. a long period, month at a time, dude. People are coming and renting those houses. Yeah. So we thought, okay, it's going to be a great Airbnb for families to come in town, you know, whatever. But it just so happens there's long bookings in those. Now, the one by the stadiums, for some reason, they can't get, they're not getting long bookings. They're not the people, I don't know. How are you people manipulating come, your calendar? That's the question. Yeah, Federico, Federico's handling that. I think he's doing the Sean Rakovich plan, whatever calendar thing to get longer bookings. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, this is this is why this is why I remember now because she the the owner told or the arbitrager. <laughs> this is the weird one where where there's a there's someone who owns the house right, mm-hmm. and they're renting it out to our client 
but in the middle of those two, there's a management company. So this mm. rent, this owner using a management company to rent her house out. And then on top of that is us and we're managing it for her as a short-term rental. So there's so many layers to this shit, which I would never, if anybody's listening out there wanting to do your, you know, short-term rental management company, whatever, don't get in a situation like that because something goes wrong. We say, Hey, this freaking, you know, the sink's not working. The AC's out. Okay. Well, I have to call the management company. Okay. The management company gets your message. Okay. we got to call the owner, see what they want to do. The owner tells them, I I don't know. That's a lot of money. We have to wait for them to deal with their management company, then get to our client, then get to us. I mean, it's, it's been a nightmare, dude. Don't ever get into a situation where there's a lot, that many layers of separation. Do you, are you guys going to cut that relationship at the end of the lease? I don't know if not sooner, man, it's just, yeah. It's just, it's just been a, it's just been not a good situation. And, 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 and we've, we've talked about it, you know, it's, it's, I think her, their expenses are too high, you know, to make money there. Yes. Too and many so, too many head, too many hands in the pot, too many hands in the pot, but, but yeah, but uh, the houses that we run and manage the, the way we know how to do it. And, and, you know, without any, without that many layers or whatever, we, we do, we do fairly good on, we do pretty good on, and we um and they're long term, written out for long stretches, man. Months, uh, weeks the at reason, a time, months at a time. The reason why I ask that is because of this reason. And this is another thing that's going to change in the arbitrage game. The reason why I asked you, hey, are you going to cut that relationship? Because I think what's going to happen is you're going to have to start analyzing what's my time worth with certain clients. Yes. Yes. Cause you, you have to analyze that now. Like if arbitrage number starts thinning, it's like, okay, what's my time worth with this unit? Is this unit producing what I needed to produce? Cause me at this point with rents and stuff going up, if that company, how long do they have that lease for at this place you're talking about? Ah, I think she signed a 12 month. Okay. So after that 12 month and rents go up, do you think your management time is going to be worth it? Mm. Yeah. Cause, and also like, cause you don't want to walk out in the middle of the contract, right? Cause you're, you have no risk. You guarantee, you got guaranteed pay. Only problem is, yeah, you want to serve your client, but at the same time, is it really worth your time? You know what I mean? Mm. If it's I'm hopping through all these layers, cause you guys taught me something on that. I was like, dang, I never thought about that. I would now after talking to you, I'm like, it ain't worth my time to manage a property that you're arbitraging. I'm only a manager people that own. Mm. Yeah, I learned that from y'all. I was like, might as well just manage people that own. Like this Lux property, like I told you, it was an arbitrage going to be flipped into a uh, ownership um, management model. He owns it. I'll manage it. Nice. Yeah. Now, and then the lingo Lux, just, you know, if newbies are out there, that means a luxury property, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luxury property, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's it's all about, you know, it's getting, it's going to get, um, get very, very, it's just getting sophisticated. That's all it is. Like, like when you first started the show, you were talking about flippers. Like the cool thing about flipping houses is all those numbers, man, like holding costs, you, you look at those numbers beforehand. You know what I mean? So then, you know, Hey, I can't hold this for the X amount of months. I, I can't, I'm gonna pass on this deal, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, man, it's very, it's, it's fun though. That's what I love about real estate. So many ways to skin the cat, you know, um, there's arbitrage is killing it. You can still kill it in an arbitrage game, but yeah, know what you're doing. Yeah. Know what you're doing. 
And, and the and the funny thing I would always hear when I started my real estate journey, you know, even my first house that I bought, that was mm-hmm. like 2009. That was right after the crash. Mm-hmm. And um, people back then were saying, oh, buying a house is the worst investment you can make, blah, blah, blah. You know, they were saying yeah. shit like that. And I got my second one. Oh, are you sure? Can you handle two houses? This, 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 I mean, it's just a bunch of headaches and this and that. And it's, it's a bad investment. And and then the third, and then I got the third one. And then people around me, like, oh, you know, I, I kind of want, it started changing. The tide started changing. I want to get into it. I want to get invested and start. But I just want to wait till the crash because the prices are so high right now. This is, this is what, four or five years ago, people were saying the prices are just ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, you know, I got my fourth house. Then people were, oh, you know, I really, I just waiting for a crash. Wait for, here's the thing. We've been, we've been in the game for a while. You know, we got in, the point is to get in because we're learning every day, you know, how to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. We're learning every day and we're, and we're um, getting valuable knowledge. We're getting the L's, getting the wins, you know, getting stuff like that. So let's just say, and we have like five, six, seven years of experience or however much experience we have in this game. Let's just say a crash does happen, you know? And then, so these people have just been sitting on the sidelines, don't know a lick about real estate, investing in real estate or doing arbitrage or whatever the thing is. You ain't going to be ready for no crash. They won't know how to take advantage. We'll know how to take advantage. We got our money lined up. We're ready to go buy some houses and buy good deals and not buy shit, you know? Yeah. But the so they're gonna so we're like we're in the NFL right now and they're like playing uh, peewee football if they get in the you know they're gonna come up against us killers. <laughs> so not only that, we're getting man. the we're getting in the reps we're getting in the reps. Yeah, we're not only getting in the reps, man. It's like I think Todd Baldwin came on here and said it best, man. You buy real estate and wait. Don't wait to buy real estate, you know, because. I ain't gonna lie, that 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 pandemic, man, it, it served its purpose for me. I was like, damn, you know, I, you know, I was, I looked at my personal capital. I was like, I'm doing the right thing, man. So, you know, for real, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go ahead. So that's when I started noticing, like, yeah, you gotta, you really gotta buy real estate and wait, man. Like, especially the last two years, man, interest rates were cheap as shit. Mm. You could get a house at three percent interest. I was, man, I refinanced my personal house, and then. Yeah, I refinanced my personal house, got a HELOC on it, and now I'm just buying real estate, man. Mm. I'm doing a rehab right now. Dude, I'm telling you. And then right now, oh, here's the man. I was in Clubhouse the other day. Here's a great one. Penn Fed is giving out HELOCs at 0.001% for the first six months. Who's Penn Fed? Uh, I think it's a credit union. Pennsylvania creditor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so look them up. And I just heard, I haven't looked into it because I already have a HELOC and I'm actually trying to hurry up and get this property done so I can do a refi because I'm going to go ask for a HELOC increase. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you the, the neighbor across the street just sold his house for like three fifty, and he's lower to me. I was like, that's almost 200 grand worth of equity I can tap. Okay. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, get you a HELOC if you own a home. If not, use your business credit, get you a business line of credit and good get you a personal line of credit, man. Start start buying fucking houses, bro. Yeah, man, that's so good. Well, you know, you know, um, you mentioned uh, Todd Baldwin, right? Mm-hmm. And T Ball. What's up, T Ball? Uh he um uh, while we were doing our clubhouse the other day, every Wednesday we do a clubhouse, y'all. Hop on our clubhouse every Wednesday. Come on, get on. Um so it's so Wednesday night. I'm tech. I you know hitting. I started hitting up everybody. I knew hit up Julie. That's what she she hopped on. She oh yeah, I'll be on there. As, as Julie came on, she brought people. And um, so 
Todd Baldwin, you know, I saw, I noticed he has a clubhouse profile. So, oh shit. Hey Todd, you know, and he, um, he, he, he hit me up a few minutes later. Said, hey man, is this still going on? I just saw this, you know? And I'm like, I said, yeah, yeah. Hop on. He's like, well, he goes, I, you know, I can't find my phone, you know, anywhere. And, you know, I'm just chilling. He's on the laptop and mm-hmm. it's like, he's like, um, I, I, I'll chime in from the laptop. So he was actually on the clubhouse looking at it from his laptop but we couldn't see him so mm. i didn't know that so i guess from the phone is the only way that people could um interact i yeah, guess built for phones i don't know he anyways he saw he's like, oh that was good advice he was making comments and shit on the on the messenger mm. but anyway <laughs> my whole stupid point to all this is like he's a multimillionaire, right He's a top ball was a multimillionaire that he did the whole write up on him and in the, all these magazines at 27 years old, multimillionaire because of the, real, the way he bought real estate, does it in a cool, creative way. Go look at that episode. Amazing episode. But he's got multimillionaire passive income money that he don't even care where his phone is. That's rich. <laughs> yeah, that's wealthy. That was my rich. whole point. He that's, don't wealthy. Shit where, <laughs> that's wealthy. Yeah, yes, that's wealthy. he don't even know where his phone is. Ah, whatever. Yeah. I'm just chilling and watching. You know, I'm on the laptop. I'm watching TV. I don't give a shit. That money's making money for him. Yes, sir. See, that's what people don't understand, man. You got to turn on that wealthy, man. Yeah, because I uh, I posted my uh, my mentors, my mentor Thatch. I posted his video the other day. I got a few hits because he said he don't he doesn't arbitrage he doesn't uh, Airbnb his properties, and this is why I can tell the people who comment. I can tell if they're young or old immediately, because older people, they looking at the wealth side, young people looking at the rich side, young people, they're like, Oh, he can just hire a management company and do it. He can do this. I'm like, dude's chilling with his kids, man. He brings in 5 million a year on long-term rentals. Give a shit about no Airbnb. Dude got like a hundred units out here. Don't give a shit about that. He got equity, bro. I can go pull a mill out the bank. What do you mean? (laughs) Tell me what it is. Arbitrages ain't pulling a mill out the bank, bro. They ain't. I'm telling people, you got to think long-term, bro. You got to shift your mindset. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, plus I also noticed this, your mindset changes when you have kids too. It does. If you have kids, you know, hey, man, I got to leave something for my, you know, I got to have that backup plan for my kid. That's the, like Dame Dash says it all the time. If you ain't hustling for your last name, you're selfish. I love him, man. <laughs> you ain't hustling for your last name, you're selfish. So you got to think long term, man. You got to think about that long term wealth, man. You got to always have that in your mind. So, yeah. So, so, so when people are, you know, our, our colleagues in the industry, Jay Massey and Sean Rakovich are all about the arbitrage model. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Have an angle. And like I said, it's your risk tolerance level. Mm. It's your risk tolerance level. Okay. But let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit deeper on this. Uh, this is why I love our show. Cause we, we are, we, we, uh, Steve, we all, we're, we're, we're not only we dive in, we have a certain crowd, which is mainly African-American and Hispanics. We know that, right? And we, they, anytime you we had a big ass meetup, it's mainly African-Americans and Hispanics. <laughs> who came, right? So no, and then this is one thing I want y'all to understand. And this is why I want y'all to look at the end goal. If you're African-American or Hispanic in, in a certain community, and you know certain things are right and certain things you don't control, this is why you need to understand economics, how economics works, right? So you have to own businesses and buildings in order to control things around you. So how all these politicians get paid, how 
police officers get paid, all that starts with economics. If you're running around yelling out, you don't telling young people who are African-American or Hispanic, hey, don't own property, just arbitrage. No, I ain't with that shit at all because you need to own property so you can start having some control of what's going on in your community because now you're paying taxes to certain people. Then you can start funding people, politicians, instead of just voting for somebody pulled out your ass that your grandma told you to vote for back in her day. Instead, mm-hmm. you can start funding people because you got cash flow coming in off the investments in the community. That's my little rant, but I'm, that's what I'm telling people. Have an end game. And that's what I tell a lot of people who look like us, a lot of people who are arbitrage, they don't really look like you and don't face the same issues as you. So you might want to have an end goal that, that, you know, that supports you to where you need to get. So yeah, that's just my little rant. Hmm. That's, that's why we always complain about a wealth gap. Well, if you don't own shit, that's going to create a wealth gap. If you don't own shit, then they own you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's a fact. Master P taught us that, but yeah. <laughs> Man, great show, bro. This is a, this is our first one we're throwing at uh, Will and them, right? This is what that, that we're being a part of their of their network. So, uh, yeah. What's up, Will? We hope you did. We hope you know, we hope you like it. <laughs> Sorry for all the cuss words. Anyways, we keep it real on this show. That's what we do. That's what Live That Thrive is, and we love we love sharing the knowledge and we love teaching. You know, teaching what we can teach and learning from from learning from all you guys. You guys, man, it's it's a great journey and two hundred and four episodes and keep on chugging. Let's go. Thank y'all for continuing to listen. Hit us up on Instagram. We updated our uh, link tree. So definitely hit our link tree up. Man, I didn't know you could actually post your videos in link tree now. That's pretty dope. So we upgraded our link tree. Go to check out our Instagram. Um, and then from there, you can check out me and Steve's Instagrams and all that. So yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen. 200 plus episodes. We're going to keep cranking them out. We're going to keep staying in the business so we can try to give you the best advice, have the high-end people on the show. And uh, yeah, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. And we are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.